This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello fam, welcome back to the Girl Food Method podcast. On today's podcast episode, I have an incredible guest, Natalie Seafit. We talk all things macros, but I just wanted to let you all know that on today's podcast episode, at the end, I'm going to be announcing the Jim Shuck review giveaway winner, I guess. I'm not sure if I've said all of those things in the right order, but you get the drift. So make sure you listen and I will be revealing who that winner is at the end of the podcast episode. But for now, enjoy the interview and I'll be back in your ears on the other end of the interview. Okay, bye. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's podcast, I'm super excited to have an incredible guest with me, the gorgeous Natalie C. Fit. Welcome, Natalie. How are you? Oh my gosh, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. My absolute pleasure. And I think I came across you on TikTok, I reckon. That was the <laughs> first place and then we connected on Instagram and the first thing I thought is this girl knows her stuff. First of all, you were so engaging. You gave away so much information. Actually, you were documenting your journey, your competing journey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which that, one? Which well, one it, was the most, it was the most recent. I think it was maybe earlier this year or late last year. Did you compete? Pro. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's the, that's the latest one. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. How exciting. What an incredible achievement. Yeah. So that's where I found you. And it was really amazing to see like just the whole process of when people compete, it's unbelievable and obviously incredibly challenging as well. Um, So that's where I found you first of all. And then we connected. I thought I've got to have this girl on the podcast and find out a little bit more about her. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop talking as much and hand it over (laughs) to you. (laughs) So Do you want to let us know a little bit about yourself? And what I'm really curious to know is kind of how you got to the position that you're in now. So if we kind of backtrack where you first started with your fitness journey, what did that look like? And when did you, when and like sort of how old and how did you start? Sure. So it's really funny when people say that they, they find me on TikTok because they usually found my content. It has something to do with either competitions or macros, but what they don't see is, you know, how I started. It was a really, really long journey getting to where I am today. You know, I've had people come up to me and tell me that they're doing competitions because they see my videos and they're so inspired by that. And although that is extremely, extremely empowering for me to know that I'm doing that for other people, it's also really important to know that it wasn't always easy for me. So we're going to backtrack a decade, a decade. We're going to go back to Natalie in 2012. Can I so quickly, in, sorry, can I interrupt you really quickly, Natalie? So how old are you now? I am 28. Okay. All right. So we're talking late teens. Yes. So I was okay. 17 and 18 okay. when I started the fitness journey. And my journey is a lot like my clients when they first come to me. I was that girl that I desperately wanted to lose stubborn belly fat. I wanted to tone my body. At the time, I didn't know what that meant. And we didn't really have social media like how we have now. We didn't have access like how we have now. 
So all I really resorted to was what the magazines told me and what the media said. That in order to have a flat stomach, in order to get rid of cellulite on your legs, in order to get that fit look, you had to do so much cardio and you had to give up carbs, rice, sugar. I'm Hispanic. So I grew up eating rice, bread with most of my meals. So I'm a huge foodie. And back then I thought, well, you know what? This is what I have to do. I have to do all the cardio. I have to give up pretty much everything and quite literally starve myself. So that's how I started. I started doing a bunch of cardio. I thought that I had to eat as little as possible. And I never really got to that look that I envisioned in my mind. I went into this yo-yo dieting cycle where I was being good during the week. And then on the weekends, I would just blow it out of the water, right? I would binge eat on the weekends. And I didn't know that I was slowly leading myself into developing a binge eating disorder because I didn't know proper nutrition, right? I didn't know about proper training or supplementation, the things that I know now. So over the years, that cycle was extremely difficult for me to break. I was even more frustrated, even less confident as I kept on doing this yo-yo dieting cycle. And over time, I ended up gaining more weight than what I had originally started with. So I did every single fad diet out there. Um, I cut out carbs. I did keto, uh, low sugar, low fat, paleo, you name it. And it got to a point where I realized, you know, I'm not getting any closer to my goals. I am extremely frustrated. I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I hate what I see. Not only do I hate what I see, but I hate the person I'm becoming full of excuses, less confident than what I even started with. There's got to be a better way. So in 2015, so it's already three years in my journey. In 2015, <laughs> I remember scrolling on Instagram and I saw this dude with a six pack and he had his shirt lifted and he was flexing and in front of him he had like donuts and pizza and he said you can have abs and eat like this too girl <laughs> i was like what is it what, is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's when i got introduced to macros so at first i was so skeptical i'm like what is this world of eating carbs you can't eat like that and you know reach your goals but i'm telling you i was so frustrated doing everything that i was doing before that I had to try something different. I had to try something that appeared to be more sustainable. Mm. So I started tracking macros. And within the first four weeks of eating more protein, of eating more food in general, of going to the gym and not being afraid of the weights, of actually going all in the right way and not just a quick fix, the first four weeks I saw results. And it's almost like I had a, a light bulb switch in my head. I was like, wow, this is what I needed to do this entire time. It wasn't about starving myself. It was about fueling myself, but with the right foods and the right portions. So although I, I wouldn't say wasted my first couple of years of my fitness journey, but I've learned so much trial and error. I definitely believe that the reason why I went through that is so that I can learn how to do it the right way and teach others how not to make the same mistake I did. Yeah, it's a really powerful story. Actually, unfortunately, a really common one sort of similar to I'm thinking back to my own journey as well, where I think for most girls, especially when they're that young, you just go into dieting thinking less is best and you've got no idea about what your body needs, even in order to lose weight. You just think, all right, well, I'm just going to start eating less. Um, and then once you do begin to understand, I suppose, like with the macro side of things, which maybe we'll delve into a little bit, where it can almost feel like, oh, okay, so maybe this doesn't need to be 
as life-sucking and horrible as not being able to eat absolutely anything I enjoy. Maybe I can actually implement foods into my diet that I do enjoy, which therefore will make it sustainable. However, um, you did talk about that that cycle that you were in where you were binging, you were restricting. And once again, I think it's a really common story where people do that and then they find out about counting macros. So if it fits your macros, which we can talk about a little bit more, and maybe to anyone that's listening who doesn't understand what that is, I'll hand that over to you in a second, Natalie, and you can kind of explain what it is. That that can be very freeing, but it can also exacerbate our relationship with food, a negative relationship with food in some instances as well. So I'd love to hear about with that transition that you made, what did that look like for you? So first of all, let's define what is if it fits your macros. And then number two, I guess the purpose of it and maybe where people go a little bit wrong and your experience with it initially. Right. So prior to tracking macros and macros is simply what makes up calories, right? So everybody knows what calories are. What makes up calories are macros or the protein, carbs, and fats in calories. So macro tracking isn't a diet. It's literally what we consume. So when you track macros, you just track protein, carbs, fats um, in the portion that's going to help you and your personal body goals, right? So everybody has different macros. But before I started tracking macros in my personal experience, I had this negative view of foods, whether they were good or bad, right? So whenever I would have a food that was quote unquote bad per what society says, you can't have, let's say an Oreo cookie if you want to lose weight. When I already have this negative perception of an Oreo cookie, and if I eat an Oreo cookie, I'm already spiraling because in my head, I messed up. There's no room for that in a diet if I'm trying to lose weight. So I thought back then. So when I entered into the world of macro tracking, I realized that it's not about restriction, right? So if I want to have that Oreo cookie, I can just make it fit into my diet, fit into my healthy diet that's mostly whole nutrient-dense foods and then have 20% of these fun soul foods, which I like to call it. And it's not the end of the world. I didn't mess up my diet. I'm still seeing results this way because it's accounted for. So what you can manage, you can measure, right? I had no sense of measuring or managing anything when I was just quote unquote eating clean. Eating clean meant absolute restriction. Macro tracking allowed flexibility and freedom for me, but it's different when you track macros intentionally versus if it fits your macros. So back then, when I first started, you know, reading about macros, a lot of people were implementing that if it fits your macros approach. And what that means is people have this negative conception with if it fits your macros is that if it fits your macros, you can eat whatever it is that you want. So you can be eating Pop-Tarts all day, cereal all day. And as long as it fits, right, we're going to see results. Well, I mean, technically, yeah, but you're probably going to feel really crappy. You're not going to be satisfied with your foods because you're not eating fiber. You're not eating whole nutrient-dense meals. So macros isn't an excuse to eat whatever you want just because it fits. At the end of the day, we're still trying to lead a healthy lifestyle, right? For me, macros just allowed more freedom. And it allowed me to drop these labels as food is either good or bad. Mm. which is probably the foundation of why most girls tend to go into that yo-yo dieting or the restricting and binging is that we make these foods forbidden and they have this hold over us where it's almost like they have extra power, whether that is to make us gain weight or to make us feel bad about ourselves or to make us sick. 
And when you do learn about macros, you realize there's a place for everything. And actually every food is made up of the same thing, essentially a macronutrient. When we talk about macronutrients, you know, we're talking about proteins, fats, carbohydrates. Now, like you mentioned, there are some foods that are going to be able to provide you with more energy, which you want the majority of your diet to be. But then there's a there's a psychological aspect to, to being healthy and dieting and what we consume because it's not necessarily just what gives us energy, which is obviously very important, but it's what provides us with joy. And you sort of just mentioned the soul foods. Like what are the foods that actually genuinely light you up that you enjoy because food should be enjoyable. And as you and me both know, there are no bad foods. However, so I guess like for you, that if it fits your macros was really a game changer in that aspect. But I'm I'm assuming that there would have been some resistance there. I'm assuming it wasn't like the next day you were like, right, I feel totally okay eating a donut or or was it, you know, did you go from really seeing these foods as forbidden and binging to being able to have them in portioned amounts and enjoy them? Or was there a little bit of resistance there that you needed to work on? There was definitely resistance for sure, because I'm coming from a history of barely eating 1100 calories a day. I could tell you what my diet was prior to tracking macros for breakfast. It was egg whites with plain oats. If I was feeling fancy, it was the lower sugar, maple and brown sugar, uh, Quaker oatmeal packs, just one. That was breakfast. Then for my post-workout, I would have a four ounce ground turkey patty with a couple of asparagus beers. And then for my third meal, I had uh, like a quarter cup of quinoa with mixed vegetables and boiled chicken because I thought I couldn't have salt. <laughs> And then for my dinner, I had a Dan and Light and Fit Greek yogurt. So that's barely 1,100 calories, probably less, mm-hmm. right? So when I started tracking macros, I got my numbers and I was like, how can I eat this much food? There's no way I'm going to be able to eat this much food, this much protein, like all this stuff and still lose weight. So at first I didn't start eating, you know, the soul foods that I call it now. At first it was simply clean foods, but let me just try to get in this amount. And then once I was bought into the macro tracking process and I started seeing results, then I decided, okay, let me see what this, if it fits your macros lifestyle is about and try to fit in a cookie. Or instead of having brown rice, let me go ahead and substitute that for bread and let's see what happens. And slowly I started making these swaps to help curb my cravings too, because I was getting bored of eating the same things every single day. And I was noticing that I was still seeing results. So then I fully understood, okay, it's just about portion control and overall caloric consumption. Absolutely. It is about that. But then also there's the other side of things where, you know, when you're, I mean, you are hardly eating anything. So if you're trying to do that and you're also trying to train, number one, there is no way you're going to be building any muscle. And number two, you're not going to have energy for your workouts, but also just for life as well. And that actually all impacts. If weight loss is your goal, you need to take that into consideration as well. If you're wanting to change your body, the amount of energy that you have to expend during the day is going to make an impact. And if you, you know, there's a time and a place, as you probably know firsthand with competing, to be on a low calorie diet, but that needs to be strategic. And it also needs to be for a short period of time, right? Where like women just chronically under consume that way and don't understand that the less you eat for a long period of time, you're actually making weight loss and 
changing your body more difficult. And when you understand that the body doesn't necessarily work like that, you know, we want to teach the body that it actually can use more calories, it can use more energy. And I remember (laughs) the exact same as you talking about, oh my goodness, how much protein do I need to consume and how on earth am I going to eat all of this? I came from being, I was plant-based. So I thought I was very, and to anyone that is vegan or plant-based, no hate, because I think there's all different reasons as to why people do that, which is fine. But my reason was wrong because I thought being plant-based made me very healthy, made me very pure. I wasn't putting any kind of bad quote unquote things into my body. And I was, I mean, I was starving all the time and I was miserable. Right. And I wasn't losing any weight. My body wasn't changing. And I ended up working with a coach and then he talked to me about protein. And I thought, okay, I'm going to think about like the number that he gave me having a look at what I'm consuming in my diet. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not even eating a quarter of the amount of protein that I need to eat. And I started to transition into exactly what you were saying, Natalie, that is like, just very slowly introducing foods that maybe I had felt were bad for me or forbidden and then sitting with that and realizing nothing bad has happened. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, that gives me the confidence to try this other food. And you know what? Maybe I'm going to start eating a little bit more. And then before you know it, first of all, your energy levels are like, so much better than how they were. You're less food focused. So you begin to build a healthier relationship with food and you understand you were just so uneducated around nutrition and to get to your end goal doesn't require these extreme methods. It requires understanding, education, different phases in your coaching. And I think ultimately a good relationship with food. Yeah, for sure. But what's funny is that and a lot of my clients experience the same thing is when I was in that really low calorie diet, like sub 1200 every single day, I didn't notice that I didn't have energy. I wasn't really hungry. It wasn't until I started eating more that my energy increased and my appetite started increasing. And I'm like, wow, I actually feel better. I feel yeah. a lot. This is everything you know, that I was missing before. I couldn't agree with you anymore. I think so many women just accept their current state as normal. And what does that current state look like? Exhausted all the time, thinking about food all the time, having no energy, not seeing any changes in their body, feeling just fatigued constantly, having hormonal issues. And that's just what they think is their standard because they've probably lived like that for so long. And you're right, it's not until you make those changes and like you were saying with your clients, that you're like, oh my goodness, like maybe how I was feeling actually wasn't normal. Maybe how I'm feeling now is how I should feel, which, you know, we should, I mean, there's going to be days when we're really tired, but ultimately we should all have energy for our day. We should all not be thinking about food all the time. We should feel like we have control over the decisions that we make around food and our portions. Like all of these things are actually normal, but I think girls settle for settle for this life, which is really, really just fed by diet culture, right? And like less is more and low calorie diets. And unfortunately, I would say almost 99% of women on the planet have been through that themselves, like what we have been through or are currently through that. And the exciting thing is that it doesn't need to be that way, exactly like what you were saying with if it fits your macros. 
I guess if we're talking, like if someone's listening, they're like, oh my gosh, I totally relate with where Natalie was. And like, I just don't even know my first steps. Like what for you in your situation, you started, you were saying you started to implement these different foods, but like, what did that look like? How did your life eventually change and what steps did you take to be able to change it? So the first step that I took was I stopped trying to do everything on my own. I re- I had a hard conversation with myself and I realized, look, you've been trying to do this on your own for how many years now? And you're not any closer to where you want to be. In fact, you're a lot more frustrated. You're a lot more less confident now than when you started. Stop being so stubborn and reach out for help. So I found a coach online that did macros and I hired him. I said, you know what? I'm not going to waste any more time and I'm going to go to the professional. And that was the best decision because instead of me trying to figure it out on my own, I let somebody else who had already done it take the reins. So if you're somebody listening right now and you don't know where to start with macros, you're super frustrated. You are really motivated because you're listening to this podcast. You want to make a change, right? Reach out for help. The resources are there. There are people who are credible, science-based. They're not, they're going to steer you in the right direction, but the resources are there. That's the first thing that I would suggest anybody listening do. Find somebody that you can relate to, somebody that's going to hold you accountable, somebody that you connect with, reach out, see how they can help you, and then take that leap. So you're not stuck trying to do this by yourself. Yeah, that's key. Absolutely key. Once again, that's what happened with me. And here's the thing. I think where girls get resistance or people get resistance about asking for help is they realize they need to change what they're doing. And everyone needs to get to that point where they are so fed up and so sick and tired of doing things their own way, which is getting them absolutely nowhere, that they have to throw their hands up and go, do you know what? I'm going to now invest in someone who actually knows what they're talking about and give over a little bit of control, which can be really scary. And I'm sure you experienced that. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. But like, you know, with anything in life, and I talk to my girls about this, it's like, all right, if you needed to put a install a power plug into your bedroom, right? Would you go ahead and get a drill and just drill a hole in the wall and then try and wire things up the roof? Like, would you do that? And they're like, no, you would hire someone who's a tradesman, who is an electrician to be able to do that. Why is it any different to your nutrition? You need to learn. You need someone that actually has the expertise and skills to teach you. And ultimately, I know as you, as a coach and your values as well, is you want to instill and educate girls so that they are empowered to make their own decisions about their own health. Once you invest in yourself and you understand what it is you need to do in order to lose weight, to build muscle, to maintain your weight, that's with you for life. That's an investment you have for life. And the longer you go trying to figure it out on your own, just the further away you are getting to your goal. But there's that there's that big ugly monster fear hanging in the way there where we want to stay doing what we're doing because it feels comfortable even if we're miserable. So yeah, I yeah, I, I think it's a, a story that we all tell ourselves and it's really just a thought, right? It's not actually reality. Um, and any good coach, if you do a good amount of research, will want to educate you. They won't just be throwing numbers at you. They would teach you like, this is why you need this amount of protein, carbohydrates. This is the role of carbs in the body and of fats. And this is why you need them. Um, and it's an incredibly empowering um, experience, really. So yeah. here we are. 
Oh, sorry. I cut you off. I was just going to say, so here you are today. You obviously got into the competing world, the bodybuilding world, which I'm sure has been an absolute whirlwind. And like we talked about at the beginning of this show, you now a pro. Now I am, I am not across the bodybuilding world, but I do know that a pro is pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So explain to us what that means. And I guess like what opportunities have come about because of that. Sure. So I've always wanted to compete. And this stems back to when I first started my journey and I was looking at girls online. Oh, I want, I want to look like her. I want to look like her. So it's funny how life just comes full circle. I remember I was scrolling on Facebook, which was the only social media that I had back then. Facebook, right? So I was on Facebook and I was scrolling and I saw this picture of this girl on stage with a blue sparkly bikini, super tan, this jewelry. She had just like looked so confident, huge smile. She had six pack abs. Her quads were super defined. Like she was the epitome of fitness for me at the time. And I said, I want to look like her. Little did I know you know, a couple of years later, I would be doing the same thing. So I always had this mind, this image in my mind of what I wanted to look like. Right. And then during COVID, during COVID, I was going through a really rough time. Personally, I had reached rock bottom again, when it comes to my confidence, I went through a horrible breakup that just left me on the floor. And I needed to find a way to challenge myself again and build myself into the person that I wanted to be like the woman that I knew that I could be. And for me, fitness has always been a form of therapy. So I let all of that out in the weight room. I hired a coach and I said, I'm going to do this. Like I want to do this. So I started competing in 2020 in the NPC. So with bikini competitions, there's a bunch of different federations, but I decided to compete in the NPC, which is the most known federation. The NPC is the amateur, the entry level. And then once you turn pro, then you transition into the IFBB. So I did a total of, I want to say, how many shows did I do? Like four, five? Wow. Five shows. I competed from 2020 to 2022. And I did five shows. I got first call outs. I got overall, which simply means that you're doing really freaking well. <laughs> I got the overall. I won first place in a lot of my shows. And I knew that I was ready to go to nationals. Last year, 2022, right? Last year, 2022. Yeah. yeah I had I had no idea that I was going to do a national show. I still had self-limiting beliefs that I wasn't ready. My idea was I was just going to do a local show and get some judges feedback, see how I was doing to see if maybe next year, 2023, I can jump on a national stage. This is when I realized, and you probably agree, this is when I realized the importance of community and accountability when you are reaching a fitness goal. Because I thought that I wouldn't be able to do it. I thought I wasn't ready. And my coach believed in me so much that he said, no, you're ready. We're going to go to a national show, which is where you're able to turn pro. We're going to go to a national show and let's just go in there with zero expectations. Give your prep 100% of your effort, like how you always do. And let's just go see where you, where you line up. No pressure. I was so scared. I thought I couldn't do it. I wasn't ready. I still needed time comparing myself to all these other girls. But I showed up anyways with zero expectation. I showed up and in my first national show ever, I turned pro, which is extremely <laughs> cool. <laughs> that is amazing. 
It is so true. We limit ourselves. And sometimes it's other people that see that potential in us and that give us that push because they can see what we're capable of, but maybe we don't see exactly what we are capable of. Well done, because I know just how much hard work it would take to get to that position. Obviously, in such a short period of time as well, that's a lot of shows. So it just shows like what a hard worker you are and how ambitious you are, which was really cool to see. And I could see that through your TikToks as well when you were sharing your journey. Um, but it is really inspiring. It's 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 not even necessary. I mean, the accolade and the actual becoming pro is so amazing. And, you know, you should be so proud. It's it's also the qualities and the tenacity that you have behind it and the hard work that's really admirable as well. So well done. That's like so exciting. How cool. Thank you so much. And what I really love so much about sharing my journey, competing, competing for a lot of competitors, granted, they're always chasing that pro card status. Obviously, if you're competing in a sport, you want to be a professional, right? I would assume. But that was never my main goal. My main goal was I want to do this because I want to become the best version of me. I want to continue building myself into a disciplined person. I want to get stronger. I want to get better. I just want to become the best me. And I do that through competing. And I share that because I want other women to feel empowered that they can do whatever they set their mind to. If I, back then in 2012, was this girl that I just expressed to you, low confidence, not knowing anything about this entire lifestyle, hating my body, going through this vicious cycle of yo-yo dieting, binge eating, feeling like hopeless to the person that I am now, a, a bikini pro, I would have never thought. I would have never thought. And it just goes to show that if you really do set your mind to something and you never quit and you just focus on one day at a time, like 1% better is my mantra. I have a tattooed on my forearm. Sometimes we get so caught up in not being where we want to be just yet that we automatically out ourselves from even trying instead of just focusing on taking it one day at a time, stacking habits upon habits, and then eventually you will get there. Like there's no way that you won't. There's no way that you won't get there. I always tell my clients, like you will not fail until you actually quit. Don't quit. Like you deserve to see this all the way through. Imagine what would happen if you give yourself a year. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a completely different person. So I told myself that back in 2012, here we are 2023, 11 years later. <laughs> and I would have never thought that I would be here. What a way to end the podcast. I mean, if that mantra doesn't work, it clearly does work considering <laughs> where you are today. And you're so right. Like, I think we get so caught up in looking at the big picture and feeling overwhelmed by that and, and getting feeling down on ourselves that we aren't there already when it's actually the small, tiny changes we make on a daily basis, or even just the consistency that we have that all builds up to that end goal. There is no quick fix. There is no, there is no way to fast track getting to your end goal. It's consistency. It's doing the right things day in, day out, being patient and celebrating those small wins, which is so important. Okay. So Natalie, if people want to know more about you, where can they find you? Please find me on my app, girlgangelite.app. You can find that on all of my social medias. My handle is at Natalie C. Fit. And if you want to join my free Facebook group full of amazing women that are going to support you on your journey, that's on Facebook. It's Girl Gang. And we'll see you there. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Natalie. Thank you for having me.
Thank you so much for listening to the episode, guys. But before I go, I'm going to tell you who the winner of the Gymshark Voucher is. Now, for anyone that is a new listener, first of all, welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. You should definitely stick around and actually go back and binge listen to all the episodes because you're going to learn a lot and you might get sick of my voice, but hopefully you find some value in it. But what we do do is give away a $100 Gymshark Voucher to anyone that leaves a rating or review for the podcast. If you take a screenshot, of what you've left, send it to me through Instagram, like a DM or email, or even on TikTok, and you will go into the draw to win the voucher. So this month is Kylie Chamberlain. You are the winner. Your Instagram handle is Kylie.alex. Send me a DM and I will be getting that Gymshark voucher through to you ASAP. All right, guys, that is it from me. Big love, Coach Tash. Mm-hmm.